Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hi, this is Dan Miller. Welcome into the 48 Days Online Radio Show, where each week we take your questions, comments, insights, profound perspectives and all of that and kind of share them here in ways that will lead us all to higher levels of success. Well, this is Thanksgiving week, so we're going to stay kind of on the thank- thankful side. You know, I have to admit, when I opened the email log this morning to look at questions that came in, now questions always increase at the end of the year. I mean, I know it's a time when we're all, and rightfully so, we're all looking at what have we done this year? What are we going to do next year? I mean, it's a time to be making changes, to change in, change things we're going to do if we want different results, and rightfully so. But because of that, golly, we're getting a ton of questions that are uh, pretty uh, discouraging in terms of where people are currently in their work. I printed off this morning 24 pages. I mean, I use a, it's in a very fall, small font, 24 pages of questions submitted by you, all the listeners, and things that we really want to address. But I just could not bring myself to go into some of the discouraging, frustrated, despairing, angry, resentful, bitter questions right here in Thanksgiving week. So I'm, I'm not going to do that. We're going to go through some amazing success stories, which I love sharing and have more and more of those coming in all the time. So I want to share some of those. And then we're going to take just a little bit of time to deal with some of the questions that, that are business questions people wanting to start new ideas. And I'm going to save some of the others for a little bit later. This is still November, so we've still got the month of December, and we'll deal with the hard questions about where you are and why you aren't going to get a raise this year, and gee, you aren't even sure the company's going to be around, and yeah, the boss is belittling you once again, but you feel trapped because you're the only supporter only income generator in your family. Yeah, we'll deal with some of those questions, but eh, not this week. This is Thanksgiving week. Well, here's a quotation for today to get us started. This comes from Cahil Gibran out of his book, The Prophet. Just some sayings that I absolutely love. This is one you've heard me say before, I'm sure. And it goes like this. Work is love made visible. If you cannot work with love, but only with distaste, it is better that you should leave your work and sit at the gate of the temple and take alms of those who work with joy. For if you bake bread with indifference, you bake a bitter bread that feeds but half man's hunger. And if you grudge the crushing of the grapes, your grudge distills a poison in the wine. And if you sing though as angels and love not the singing, you muffle man's ears to the voices of the day and the voices of the night. Well, there you go. Work is love made visible. That's not exactly the theme of a lot of the questions that I got this week. So we're going to sort through. Here's some of the things that I will be talking about after we talk about the success stories. Dan, in addition to vending, what are the other two top businesses that create millionaires? People hear me talk about how I love vending, even though it's kind of just a, it's not a real fancy kind of business, but it's still one of the top three millionaire makers. I'll tell you what the other two are. It'll probably surprise you. 
Dan, how can I find books to resell? Well, I'll tell you how I find lots of books to resell. Can I start a site with sermons and information on preaching and make money? How can I get the rights back to my published book? Great questions. Um, are there really free learning websites? Yes, there are. And I'll tell you some that you can access instantly. Okay. Now, let me go into some of the success stories that I want to share today. One of them is from Chris Holstrom. Now, Chris is a member of 48days.net community, as most of the people that we talk about are at this point. But I got a note from him, and it, I absolutely loved it. He says, Dan, thanks again for giving me a transition plan. We're now two and a half years old. I have two more employees starting this week for a total of seven. We just got back from SEMA. Now, what Chris does is build custom cars. Now, obviously, I love his business. I was excited about it initially. Looked at some of the things that he was, project he wanted to do. Said, man, this is going to be awesome. I had no idea he was going to go to the level that he has. But he says, we just got back from SEMA. That's the big, big auto show in Vegas, where we received two top awards for the cars we built one of which will feature the car in the Sony PlayStation game, Gran Turismo. We're now in the process of trademarking our logo. The car will be featured across the world in millions of homes. The shop is full and we're still growing. He talks about some other people that he's met in the 48 days community, which is cool. And then he says, Dan, well, that's three lives you've changed forever. Not to mention all my employees and our families. You told me I could change my future, gave me the tools and gave me a transition plan. Thank you, Chris. You can see what's going on in detail under shop news at hotrod-repair.com. Now I'll put that link in the podcast notes. Go there and look at the 1967 Nova that Chris and his team built. It is spectacular. I spent probably 30 minutes just going through the photos of that car. That's the one that won big awards in Vegas. And that's going to be featured in the Sony PlayStation game, Gran Turismo. Is that cool? Is that cool or what? I mean, I love that particular story. Now I want to talk to you about a couple other success stories here. Again, we got lots of them coming in, but one I wrote about just this week in a blog, and I titled the blog, but he doesn't have a college degree, and people are curious as to what I'm talking about there. Last Saturday, my landscape guy, now you hear me talk about that periodically. We have some amazing individuals that help us keep our place beautiful, and we just find people that do great work. I don't have acrimonious angry relationships with service people. I do business with people that I know, like, and trust. Well, Noe Torres and his gang have been doing our yard work for 13 years now, I guess as long as we've been in our current home. He called me on Saturday. I'd been out of town, Joanna and I'd been in Africa. We've been traveling for most of the month, but he called me, had left a couple messages, and I got back with him, and he said, I just want to go over our next year, our spring plans, you know, for landscaping things we want to do. I said, sure, come on by. No problem. He also wanted to settle up. I knew he wanted to pick up a check that would take us through the end of the year. And I said, Hey, that's cool. Just come on. You know, I trust him implicitly. Anything he tells me, I know that it's going to be the truth and I can trust him to deliver whatever I've paid for. So I said, sure, come on by. No problem. So came on by. Well, what it turns out, he really wanted to give me kind of an update on some things that are going on. In addition to 
uh, talking about our plans for our property here in the spring. But he wanted to give me an update on a business that we talked about really about four years ago. But he came to me and he said, you know, the kind of cultural expectation is that you know, the boys from Mexico come over to the United States, they do well in business, and then they send back two to $300 a week to family back home. He was doing that with his dad. But he said, you know, my dad's not that old. He's healthy. It just doesn't seem good for either of us to have this be the way things are being done. What could I come up with as a little business maybe that dad could do? So we talked about some ideas, but here's what he started about four years ago. He bought a couple freezers. Now, these are freezers that he just got from Home Depot. They're about four feet in length, but took a couple of those back to Mexico and had his dad and a couple other family members, nieces and nephews, start making popsicles. Now, the business model is this. They put those freezers in the little local markets around in the town where he lives. No cost to the merchant at all. They fill them with popsicles. They come back the next week and see what's sold. Of what has sold, the merchant then gives them 60%. So if something sells for a dollar, they give 60 cents back to my friend, Noe, and the merchant keeps 40 cents. That's the business model. Now it's done in pesos, but it's, and I'll tell you what the dollars are here in a second with that. Well, that little business has worked pretty well. I mean, that's really a no-brainer. There's no downside. Nobody is obligated. Nobody is in debt. It's just they put the freezers out with the popsicles. If they sell, the merchant keeps 40%, gives 60% back. Just a real clean business deal. Not high-tech, obviously. Very low-tech, low-cost thing. The popsicle sells for what in American dollars would be about 70 cents. Well, that's worked pretty well. And I knew it at, at one time, you know, no, he gave me an update where he had 15 or 20 machines out. And he said, geez, my dad's making more money than anybody in the town. You know, this little concept is working really well. Well, here's an update. He has 820 of those freezers in place in about a 200 mile radius at this point. 820 of those freezers in place. That same little simple business model with a goal of now getting to 100 early in the spring. He purchased a machine last year, paid $38,000 cash, no debt, $38,000 cash for a machine that produces eight or produces 10,000 popsicles every eight hours. They're doing one eight hour shift right now, knowing they can go to a second or third shift if they need to, but they're currently selling between eight and 9,000 popsicles a day. Now at about 70 cents a piece, you can do the math on that. He's generating, you know, $7,000 a day from this little business selling popsicles. Now I consider that an amazing success. Now I know the back end on this business as well. And believe me, it is extremely profitable, but I love that. No, he has a sixth grade education. He doesn't have an MBA. He still uses a flip phone. He doesn't text. It frustrates me sometimes. I'd love to text him and he doesn't text. You just call, leave a message. And a couple of days later, you get a phone call back from him. He doesn't text. He doesn't use Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, none of that stuff. Just a simple business. Freezers. He buys them. He now buys them where he picks them up right at the border, takes them back to, to Mexico. What a great, simple idea. Great, simple business success story. Love that. 
Gotta love it. I was delighted to get the update. And of course, he's very grateful to me. He says, everybody told him, no, you can't do that. It won't work. And I was the one guy who said, sure, just do it like this. Walk right through it. Shouldn't be a problem. He's done exactly that. Well, I got a note from Carol Howell. Carol Howell was at one of our Coaching with Excellence events. Uh, And she says, Dan, I've thought often during the past weeks I should write Dan. Now I can mark that off my to-do list. Since attending Coaching with Excellence, my life and my career have totally changed. I went from operating senior life journeys as a part-time business with one lady helping me three hours a week to now working full-time and employing two other folks full-time. That's huge in my world. Now listen to this. She says, I went from six music therapy sessions a month to 56 as of this month. I also finished writing and had published Let's Talk Dementia. Uh, Her book hit number one on Amazon for books about caregiving. I have about two speaking engagements a month. Usually one of those is paying. The other is for a nonprofit. However, I sell books in the back of the room each time. I've been blessed to partner with the Westminster Academy of the Arts to bring music therapy into the lives of more people. This connection has afforded me opportunities I would have never dreamed possible. Through this partnership, several area agencies have made donations toward the work that we do. God is good and amazing. Dan, I learned so much during the days I spent with you and and your daughter, Ashley. My brain was totally fried, but I think back about this or that, and it all comes together to help me just when I need it. You do such great work, and I thank you for helping launch Senior Life journeys. I made some tough decisions during that time, but I did it with confidence. You were part of that confidence gathering experience. Blessings and smiles. Carol Howell. Well, Carol, thank you so much for that update. I love hearing those stories. You know, the people who have been through events here and then have gone on to become speakers and authors and are doing well with that. The list grows dramatically every day, it seems. I get new books sent to me and I'm always thrilled to do to receive those and browse through those new books. Yesterday, we had our coaching mastery, coaching call. We do once a a month. People were in our coaching, 48 Days Coaching Mastery Program. You can check that out. But the success success stories in there were, again, pretty astounding. I was thrilled to hear the year-end stories, what people have done to launch successful coaching businesses. Here's just one real quick one. Braun lied. Braun has been in our coaching program, coaching mastery program, probably seven or eight months now, but he came to coaching with excellence first and then decided he really did want to make coaching his primary focus. He has done that and done an amazing job. He's a very charismatic young guy uh, and he wanted to do speaking as part of his business model and I encouraged him to do so. So he's doing that, but he just recently spoke at a Mary Kay convention so you know regional directors whatever mary Kay. so he spoke i think there were about 120 or so he said in the room but he did a presentation he he practiced he prepared with precision for that the lady who introduced him one of the directors said one of the best decisions she ever made was to engage with braun in personal life coaching so he had a strong setup he presented And at the end of his presentation, he had 18 ladies sign up for his group coaching process. That's pretty amazing to get 18 at one time, 18 sign up for a coaching program. That is 
phenomenal. Congratulations, Braun. We had others as well. I'm going to do an update on the coaching mastery site, group site, with all the stories that came in from people who are uh, having that kind of success. Again, if you, uh, now that just happens to be you know one of our coaches. If you're interested in coaching, I think our first uh, Coaching with Excellence event is going to be in January. So just to kick the year off, that'd be a great way to start to launch your success. If you're interested in coaching, go to live events, check out the Coaching with Excellence event. You'll see the details there. Now this comes from David, Paul David Santana. This is interesting. I'm, I'm putting this in the category of a success story. Now you'll hear why here in just a minute. He says, Dan, absolutely love your book and podcast, books and podcasts, which I've been listening to for many years. I want to tell you how you have single-handedly rekindled a relationship with my father who lives on the opposite coast of the U.S. Earlier this year, I suggested your book to my dad, who is facing a reduction of hours at work. Since then, we've been listening to your podcast every week comparing notes and talking about the incredible positivity and encouragement that you always have. It's so contagious. We can't help but feel it too and share it with each other. One day you mentioned on the podcast, thou shall prosper. That's the book that I do refer to often on understanding, having a healthy biblical understanding of money by my friend, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He says, we took your recommendation. We read the book together and it has been absolutely life-changing. We both started going to church every week and also joined Toastmasters group in our respective towns. We rarely ever spoke to each other, but now we talk every Sunday about our experiences and we have you to thank. Thank you, Dan. Golly, Paul, thanks so much for taking the time to share that. That is an amazing success story in every category. Rekindle a relationship with your dad. Wow, what a thrill to be any part of that process, having that happen. Okay, here's another one. Well, you know what? Let me let me save that. Let, let me let me save that one. we I love these success stories. Keep these coming in. You know, I know this is encouraging to others. Sometimes, you know, we get the sense that everybody's got problems in their work. Everybody's challenged with finding work that they really love that's meaningful and profitable and working and wondering if they could ever start a business on their own. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of people like that, but I love balancing it. And this came as a result of one of you as a listener suggesting it. Said, wow, do you ever have any success stories? You know, we want to hear those as well. And I just started sharing some of those. I mean, we've been getting those every day we get success stories and I just hadn't realized the value of sharing those as part of the podcast. Thought, well, I got to hammer in as much as we can in the podcast, get all the questions in that we can, you know, so that we can help people get solutions. But I know that it's inspiring when you hear stories about people like, like Paul here, recondoling just a connection with his dad as a result of sharing useful information together and talking about it. I mean, that's something that we can all use. We can learn from these success stories. When we hear about what Noe Torres has done selling popsicles, golly, I don't know how many people I've told that story to already, just in personal encounters and coaching clients that I'm working with, just to encourage them that, you know, ideas don't have to be high tech. They don't have to be rocket science. We get so enamored about 
you know, having fancy degrees and gee, I need an MBA or I need a PhD and I need to understand social media. I need to be active on LinkedIn. I need to have 5,000 Twitter followers in order for me to be successful. Well, no, 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 no. We can go right through that list with some of the stories that we share here about that I consider extremely successful where none of those things are in place. Success is very much an individualized kind of process. You determine what success would look like for you. You use the things that you have at your disposal. Don't think that your success is limited or somehow blocked because you don't have something that somebody else has. You don't have the degree, the background, the education, the money, the finances, the family connections. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Determine what success is available to you and be confident. You can walk right into that. It's there. And here we go. Oh, if you want to be put in this category, if you want to be in the 48 Days podcast, before we get to Queen singing We Are the Champions, all you got to do is send in your success story. Hey, speaking of which, you can send in a question or your success story or anything that you want. Just go to 48days.com, click on the podcast link. You'll see an opportunity there to submit your question. You can also just shoot an email to askdan at 48days.com if you'd rather do it in that way. All right, now let's go to some of the questions here. We're going to cover some questions today, at least. This comes from Anthony, who says, Dan, I'm a loyal podcast listeners. A few months ago, you, I wrote you asking if you had any recommendations as to books I could use in a college class I'll be teaching. You answered my question on the podcast and had several great suggestions. One of those suggestions was your book, Wisdom Meets Passion. I will be teaching a class in January and have decided to use Wisdom Meets Passion as the main text for the course. I'll let you know how it goes and pass along any interesting observations regarding the book from my students or the book's impact on my students. I also plan on assigning the listening to some of your podcast for the course. The course will only have 16 students in it. I teach at a small college. However, we will be able to dig deep into the issues discussed in the book with the students. I plan on giving the course a subtitle of Wisdom Meets Passion as long as you're agreeable to that. Thanks for all you do, Anthony. Well, what a cool thing. Thanks, Anthony. I'm honored that you're going to use Wisdom Meets Passion for your course. I used that as I taught that as a college course here locally in Franklin, Tennessee at one of the colleges. I was um, blown away by the reception, the response that we had there. had some major life shifts for students as they were going through that program. Now, I will also, I'll, I'll link back to you because we've got some other resources. I've got a 44-minute audio that Jared and I did on content about finding your passion that is not in the book, anecdotal stories about other things that we've done to uh, find, discover, and develop our passion. I'll get that to you. I have a field guide, so it's a study course that goes along with it. I'll walk people right through the content. I'll get that to you as well. You're welcome to use that at no charge. So I'll get those other resources to you. Again, I'm delighted that you're using Wisdom Meets Passion for your college course. Susan from South Carolina says, I've heard on your podcast talk about buying excess books that were poorly marketed. How did you find these books and did you talk to the author or the publisher? As always, thank you. Yeah, we sell lots of books that are not books that I wrote. 
They're books that complement the material that we have, but they're books like Mompreneur, you know, how moms can be primary caregivers of their children and yet create income for their family. Yeah, a great little book. We've sold, it's no longer available, but it's one of those, it was really a good book and we just bought everything we could get our hands on out of liquidation. Now, books go into liquidation very quickly. Publishers usually focus on a book for about 90 days and then that's it. It's pretty well history. They're on to the next thing. That's just their business model, just part of the way it is. So books, unless they really get traction on their own or the author is really pushing the sales of them, they can go into liquidation very quickly. Doesn't mean that it was a bad book. There are a lot of wonderful books that just simply were not marketed well. And we pick up a lot of those and sell those deep discounts through what we do here. But I'm not going to tell you how we do that. This is part of a business model that a lot of you could duplicate. And we, we've made a whole lot of money doing what I'm going to describe to you right now. Now, obviously people come to our site because they've heard about 48 days to the work you love or wisdom meets passion or red of the day or no more Mondays or some of the things that I wrote, they hear, you know, reference to our materials and they come. So they don't come here for a book like mompreneurs. They don't come here for a book on creativity. They don't come here for a book titled how to make use of a useless degree. But I find those books out there in deep discounts, like Mompreneurs, as an example, that was a $14.95 book, retail price on that. I purchased those out of liquidation. I think we were paying a dollar and 32 cents for it. Now, here's how I use that. And I'll tell you our business model. So we put that up as an add-on. So if somebody purchases 48 Days to the Work You Love, you'll instantly get a little message. Oh, other people who purchased this also were interested in these titles. And incidentally, here's one we've got, Mompreneurs, or How to Make Use of a Useless Degree. $14.95, but we have it discounted for you at only $8. Now again, keep in mind what I said I was paying for that. I was paying $1.32 for it. We sell it at $8. So I'm making more than $6. That's way more than I make on as a royalty than any author ever makes as a back-end royalty on his own books. And it's certainly more than the author is making on the book at that point. When they go into liquidation, the author makes nothing. I feel bad about that, but that's just part of the business model. So we buy those books out of liquidation. You can do the same. Now, where can you do that? Let me tell you some sites that I use, and you can go right there as well. There's nothing hidden about this. You don't have to be a publisher. You don't have to buy a certain quantity. You can buy one or 500. Now, I never buy books like this. You never see books on our site where I only have one copy. I mean, you hear about people going to yard sales and they buy books and then they put it up on eBay or on a site. But to me, it's way too much work to market and promote one single book when you, I mean, when you have one copy. So the only thing I ever put up on our site is if I have access to maybe two or 300 copies of a book. And that's what we do. But I, one of the primary sites that I use is bookoutlet.com. So you can go there, bookoutlet.com. You can sort by category of business. If you want books that are in the religious area, you can do that. Children's books, business books, career books, inspirational nature, horticulture, whatever you can sort by book and you can sort books that you can buy for less than a dollar if you want to, or books that you can buy from one to $3, which is an area that I often do, you know, so I buy books like that. We can use them as bonuses, as giveaways, or we can sell them as part of bonus packages, which we do as well. So book outlet is a great site. You can go to booksliquidation.com. That's another one. 
you can go, here's another one that I like. It's called Rhino Sales. So it's R-H-I-N-O-S-A-L-E-S, Rhino Sales. Look for the books there. There you buy books in quantity where you don't select one book, but you buy a box of books or a pallet of books. So, but now most of them, they have books at 95% off what the publisher's price was. So deep, deep discounts. And if you have a way to sell them, now the money obviously is in selling. Money, always, this is kind of one of those things that drive people crazy sometimes. I mean, money is not made by writing books. Money is made by selling books. I have people sometimes comment on the fact that I'm, you know, New York Times bestselling author. And I say, yes, you know, think carefully about what that term says. Nobody has ever said, well, (laughs) people have been very complimentary, but I mean, I don't have to be a best writing author, but I want to be a best selling author. That means I know how to sell my own books. I mean, what publishers do, that's their business. You know, they're frustrated and wringing their hands because things are changing. Geez, I can sell books. I know how to sell books. And if you know how to sell books, you can make a lot of money selling books. Even if you never, never, ever write a book, you don't have to write a book to make a lot of money selling books, just sell books. So on Rhino sales, I mean that most of their books are 95% off retail price. So right now, let's see, I, I looked at a couple just a little bit ago. They've got one the long way around how 34 women found the lives they love. See, that would be a potential title for me. The book list at fifteen ninety five. They have hundred and thirty four available, and their price is eighty cents. So I pay eighty cents for a book that originally cost fifteen ninety five. I can get one hundred thirty four. You think we could? What if we sold those? Now eighty cents. That's a good. That's a neat number there. We could sell those for eight dollars. Wow, how cool is that? Eight dollars. Yeah, I'll take that. Let's sell them for 10 times what we paid for them. That's a nice margin, but you can do the same. So you can go to those sites. You know, you can get, you can resell books just like I do. There are really, let me throw in another quick tip here. I mean, there are really multiple levels of how we make money selling books. And of course you can do the same if books happen to be something that you're interested in. I tell people the quickest way to double your success is to read great books Oh, you want to know what books I recommend? Sure. If you send a blank email to reading at 48days.com, it'll take you right to a site where I have the books that I recommend. So you'll see books like Thou Shall Prosper, and you'll see Dave Ramsey's books on there, you know, Entree Leadership, and you'll see things like Malcolm Gladwell's new book, David and Goliath, which I absolutely love, and Decisive by Chip and Dan Heath. So the books that I recommend and why, why I recommend them. Every single one of those is hyperlinked through our, an affiliate program at Amazon. So people come there, they see a book, they say, oh yeah, I want to read that. They get it on Amazon. It's a deep discount. I get an affiliate commission on that. No secret about that. So that's one level. So I get about 10% at that level. Another level is where a book comes out when Bob Berg came out with The Go-Giver, published by Portfolio. I said, wow, we want to have that book. So I said, let's order a couple hundred copies of that. We'll sell it. We'll give it away because it was just a great book. So we contact the publisher, said, we'd like to order a couple hundred. They say, fine, you get 50% off retail or you want those shipped. I mean, no, no quotas. No, it's not a complicated process. Any publisher will sell directly to you. Not a big deal. So they usually get 50% off retail. 
So we have books at that level. But what I really like is to find books that are in remainder or liquidation, as I just explained a little bit ago. So we buy them at deep discounts, and then we have nice markups on that. And those books, again, yeah, I'm making a whole lot more than the author ever dreamed of making on those books because we are in the business of selling books. Great question. Well, I'll probably give you more information than you needed on that. Well, Rory from Vulcan, Michigan says, I'm an audio editor looking for advice on how to market myself to podcasters and businesses. I edit podcasts and web shows as well as write music for intros and themes. And I know there's a growing number of new podcasters in desperate need of these services. Where can I go to reveal my services to these audiences? Notable podcasts I currently edit include Wesley Chapman's Entrepreneurial Success Radio and Alex Barker's The Leadership Dojo. Uh, Rory, yeah, I can give you all kinds of places to go. The first thing I did, now you said that you want to market yourself to podcasters. You edit podcasts and web shows as well as write music for intros and themes. Now you're asking Dan Miller this. And the first thing I did was go to 48days.net and see that you're not even a member there. My gosh, that gives you access to 14,000 people. There's a whole lot of people there who are interested in starting podcasts. I mean, there's an explosion of people who are starting podcasts and needing editing for those podcasts, music intros, the kind of things that you're talking about. Why aren't you there? I mean, jump into 48days.net, get involved in Cliff Ravenscraft's podcasting and new media group, and you're going to have direct access to a whole lot of people who are specific prospects for what it is that you do now also let me share with you a couple conventions that i'm going to be at here in the next couple months that are going to be gatherings of thousands of people who are in podcasting blogging media world is that a place for you to find candidates for what you want to do absolutely you need to go to new media expo in vegas new media expo in Las Vegas is January 4th through the 6th, I believe. You can check that out. Just go to uh, 48days.net and over on the side, you'll see a link to, and again, it's a hyperlink. So use my link to go right to the information for New Media Expo. I'll be on a panel there with Clifford Evanscraft. We're looking forward to that. We're going to have a blast you know, talking to people about podcasting. But if that's the audience that you want absolutely make yourself available and visible at places like that another one is going to be and you'll see another link right there with the new media expo logo you'll see social media marketing that's michael stelzer's event that's coming up in san diego in i think it's march in march and you can link just click on the link there it'll take you right to information on that i'll be doing a on a panel there with john lee dumas who does entrepreneur on fire I'm jazzed about that. John and I are looking forward to sharing ideas there about podcasting and blogging. So, yeah, you you can easily put yourself in front of people who are prospects for what you want to do. Get in the game. Well, Chris from Crowley, Texas says, Dan, I heard you refer to a free learning website in one of your past podcasts. I searched your show notes, but couldn't find it. Can you mention it on the show again and place it in the notes? Thanks for all you do. I enjoy the podcast. Sure, Chris. Probably one of the biggest, best known free learning websites is Khan Academy. That's K-H-A-N Academy. Khan Academy. They have massive information there. Now, it's not real sophisticated in terms of how the videos are done, but it's great information. 
and it's all free but it, it it has more to do with academic courses so mathematics and history and geography physics and you can find content there that's free on that now some of the ones i use the sites i use are allison.com that's allison with one l a l i s o n.com that's one that i use another one is linda l y n d a they have a lot of content there. And of course, the one that I'm really fond of that we're personally involved with, I had the vice president of marketing on with me a few weeks ago, and that is Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. I am just enamored with the content, the value of what they have there. We were just in Kenya with my son and daughter-in-law. I introduced them to the site. She immediately downloaded a program on how to learn Portuguese. Uh, they're getting ready to move to Brazil. Another story coming up, but we're excited about that. But she downloaded a course on how to learn Portuguese. But uh, Udemy has tons of content that you can use. Now, you can. this can benefit you in two ways. You can find courses as I do. I mean, I find courses. I just downloaded a course on how to use Keynote effectively. Keynote courses kind of replaces PowerPoint. It's PowerPoint on steroids, but it's an updated kind of opportunity to use, um, you know, use the, the Mac process for making great presentations. So when I do speaking presentations, I use Keynote. Well, I use probably 2% of the functionality of Keynote. So I want to learn how to be better with that, how to do things that have more flash to it. So I downloaded a course. The other thing you can do, the other flip side of that is you can create a course and put it up there. I just created a course. I'm not ready to give you the link to that. We'll have a special announcement about that, perhaps next week even. But I got a course that I just put up there, but I, I totally jazzed about that. But those are some of the things where you can go to get learning online. That's a big development right now. Lots of things happening there that can benefit all of us. Matt from Nashville says, I work as a web developer right down the road from you and Franklin, but my passion is furniture design. A few years ago, I realized that I had a need for a furniture solution that was not readily available on the market. I've been working in my off hours to turn this into a business. My main obstacle has become manufacturing. My target market is the patriotic, American-made, quality-minded crowd, so it's important that I find a domestic manufacturer. Much of the furniture manufacturing industry has moved overseas, and the domestic market is highly word-of-mouth. Do you have any ideas on how I might root out domestic manufacturers, especially the smaller shops with any luck? Maybe the right furniture marker will hear this on the air. Any direction is appreciated. Thanks for all you do, Matt. Well, yeah, you know, Matt, there are some, you can find a lot of furniture manufacturers still right here. I was in a board meeting yesterday with one of the companies I'm involved in, and it came up that somebody had just visited the crescent furniture manufacturing plant now that's right up here in gallatin tennessee so just on the north side of of uh, nashville crescent furniture now i don't know that they do any outside work but they do major furniture manufacturing for the fine furniture put out through the crescent furniture stores you can also check out Livingston Manufacturing Company. They're in Cookville. But you know what I recommend for you? If you go to manta.com, now this is a list of manufacturers, manta, M-A-N-T-A.com, and put in Tennessee, Tennessee Furniture Manufacturers, they show 22 furniture manufacturers right here in Middle Tennessee. So 
you can find you can find good people to work with. Interesting again, just having been in Africa, uh, the furniture manufacturing there is amazing, and it's amazing the quality of furniture that you see along the side of the road that people are doing by hand with no sophisticated machines, no big band saws, you know, no big lathes to cut things out. But just amazing what they're turning out. That's really pretty good quality furniture. I was pretty surprised blown away by that. Kelly from Fullerton, California says back in 1995, I wrote a 48 page booklet entitled positive choices, maintaining healthy habits. It was published through health edco, a company that specializes in marketing to health educators. It was in the catalog for about five years, but now it's unavailable. I would like to buy back the rights and make it an ebook. I really like everything about this little book, especially the illustrations, which I did not do. Can I get the rights to everything in the book or just the writing? Thanks for your help. Also, can I send you a copy of the booklet? Yes, I'd love to see it. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, you, know, you can get the rights back to your book. Now, I say that. I mean, everything's negotiable. I mean, if somebody wanted to be a jerk about it, a publisher could just say, no, you know, we have the contract for that. You can't have it back. But typically, if a book goes out of print, they're pretty flexible about giving it back to you, just as it is. I mean, the I mean, I've purchased books, lots of them over the years that have been out of print like this, where I get the entire file, you know, all the artwork, the whole thing, the original contract with the author, the whole thing, you know, for, I mean, geez, pennies. I mean, I bought a book here recently that I'm really excited about that will republish, but I bought the entire book, all the rights to it, the author agreement, everything for a thousand bucks. Now, no blood, sweat, or tears in it. And I own the book because the publisher is going out of business and they own it. So sure, just negotiate with them. Now I recently have a, had a client who had done a beautiful book and it, it was done with guidepost publishing it was a beautiful book, a lot of illustrations in there. Kind of like what you're talking about is hardcover book had a CD in there and the whole thing. Well, it was not being published anymore, but it was beautifully done timeless material on health and fitness. So there was no time sensitivity. It wasn't out of date in any way. And she went to buy that back. She talked to him. They said, yeah, for $8,800, you can buy the rights to the book and the inventory that we still have. So it was like 400 copies of the book or something they still had. And she said, well, shall I go ahead and do that? I said, well, yeah, go ahead and do it, but make them an offer, counter offer with something else. She said, well, no, they said I have to pay them $8,800. I said, look, there is only one prospect in the world for buying that book. And that's you. Nobody else is going to be knocking on their door for that. Offer them anything. I mean, you can offer them a thousand dollars. And well, she was kind of embarrassed. She, I said, okay, do. I said, offer them four thousand dollars, four thousand dollars, just, just to satisfy my curiosity, because I think you're going to be surprised at what they say. She went back to him and said, you know, okay, I'll give you four thousand dollars. But they said, uh, where would you like those shipped? And she was like, geez, I should have offered them less. I said, yeah, you should have, because it's all negotiable. But who you go to, yeah, go to the publisher and just simply ask them. They may just say, sure, no problem. You can have it. I mean, it shouldn't be much. If it was a little 48 page booklet, it shouldn't be much even for you to get all the, the rights to all the artwork and everything that they did. Don't let them squeeze you on that. I mean, if, if nothing else, just recreate the content and go on, go on your own, but they'll probably be easy to work with on that. 
Publishers have, you know, take no pride in just holding on to old inventory that is no longer being published. They'd rather get something than nothing. Well, Justin says, uh, I graduated with a theological degree three years ago at the age of 32. I now speak at various churches as a guest speaker, and I have a family of six. I'm thinking of creating a blog that's designed specifically for preachers that provides content that will help them in areas such as sermon preparation, sermon delivery, family life, personal growth. I intend on building an email list with a free ebook and eventually would like to offer other products like ebooks, courses, and so on. I have a great passion for the art and science of preaching and studying in depth. I believe I can help others as well. Here's my question. Do you see this as a realistic niche? Obviously my target audience would be preachers or those who wish to become one. Justin, well, the first thing I did was just check and I'm familiar with some of the sites that are out there, but I went to sermon central sermoncentral.com free sermons, text illustrations, you can go through 145,785 Christian sermons, outlines, text illustrations, and so on. Now, you can also go to preaching.com. So sermoncentral.com, preaching.com are probably the two big ones in this arena. Preaching.com, again, you can go there. There's thousands of free sermons and text outlines you can pull from. Uh, They're going to make a little bit of their revenue, probably from some of the ad banners that they've got on those sites. That's your competition. So that's what you have to deal with. So what you want to do is certainly a viable idea. Yeah, I commend you on that. I'm excited about it. But it's can you get into the game and create an audience that's large enough to create significant income? That I'm not sure. I mean, look carefully at what's already there. Are there ways you can coattail with what they're already doing? Or is it really necessary for you to start from scratch and build something? I think you got your work cut out for you because there's so much that's available that's absolutely free. Let me do one more. One more and we'll wrap up with this. This comes from Lane who says, I've heard you mention vending as one of the top three businesses that create millionaires. And I would love to know what the other two are. Now, this is probably going to surprise some of you. What do you think the top three businesses are that create millionaires in the United States at this point? Now, we know we hear about, you know, Bill Gates and Michael Dell and Steve Jobs. I mean, obviously, they're bazillionaires. We hear about people like Warren Buffett, who are in the investing category. So surely it's investing or some kind of a high-tech business. No, you know what the top three millionaire makers are in America? Vending, already Talked about that, obviously. Love vending. There's so much potential there. I've got tons of ideas. Talked to somebody yesterday about a a new concept that is essentially electronic vending rather than just a physical machine, but it's still vending. The other top two businesses are dry cleaning. Whoop-de-doo, is that exciting? And printing. Dry cleaning and printing. Now think about Think about how many dry cleaning businesses you see on every corner. Now, at this point, quite frankly, without generalizing here, you don't see a whole lot of Americans doing it because it's hard work. But guess what happens to those people, those Asians and others who are in dry cleaning and who are working 80 hours a week? They end up rich. They end up wealthy. Simple business, hard to have a real, unique, distinct advantage, and yet those businesses create tons of money for the people doing them. Well, we're going to wrap with that right there. Hey, I hope you've had a wonderful Thanksgiving week. 
and that you're anticipating being thankful and grateful all through the new year as we go into the new year. Be grateful there as well. Hey, I'm delighted to have you as part of the 48 Days family. You know, this is an amazing opportunity that we all have. Go back and listen to those success stories again. Some amazing success stories. Let us know what you're doing in the success category. Continue contributing, being part of this amazing group of people where we are, in fact, finding or creating work that is meaningful, fulfilling, purposeful, and profitable.